Hey, this is Greg McAfee, and welcome to The Greg McAfee Show. Now let's get started. Hi, and welcome back to The Greg McAfee Show, where we discuss the steps to successful entrepreneurship, how to take your business to new heights, and ultimately follow your dreams. Today, we're going to be discussing how to be an Apple in your world. And if you think about Apple, the company, Apple phones, what can we learn from Apple? Well, I think first we've got to go to the founder, Steve Jobs, and that's what we're going to talk about today. So do you think you could be a trillion dollar company? Very doubtful. Sorry. Do you think you could be a billion dollar company? It's very doubtful, but I think there are some heating and air conditioning companies in the United States getting pretty darn close to that. Do you think you could be a million dollar company? Definitely so. So uh, if you want to learn more about Apple and you want to dominate your market, uh, we do need to learn some of the greatest attributes that Steve Jobs had, who was the founder of Apple. Uh, Steve co-founded Apple back um, in 1976 out of his parents' garage. He was actually fired in 1985 and returned to rescue it from almost bankruptcy in 1997. And by that time, uh, by the time he died, rather, in 2011, he had built the world's most valuable company. Uh, along the way, he helped transform seven industries. I want you to think about this personal computing, animated movies, music, phones, tablet computing, retail stores, and digital publishing. So he, his vision was much more than the original Apple that they actually made out of a garage. Um, so let's, let's talk about a, a few things. I actually have about eight things that we can learn um, from Apple and Steve Jobs. And I have several books on Apple or concerning Apple, concerning Steve Jobs. One of them I, I took another glance at today. It's called The uh, Innovation Secrets of Steve Jobs. Uh, it gets into depth on just how to insanely be different and uh, Carmine Galo was the author, The Innovation Secrets of Steve Jobs, good book to read. Okay, number one, we're gonna start off with what Steve had, and that was a passion um, and a love about what he did, okay? Um, Steve once said, people with passion can change the world for the better. And asked about the advice he would offer to uh, would-be entrepreneurs. He said, I'd get a job as a busboy or something until I figure out what I was really passionate about doing. Um, that's about how much it meant to him. Um, and, you know, it's, I look at it this way. It's your livelihood. You got to love what you do if you're going to be successful at it. You know, it's, it's Saturday. It for me it's Saturday. It's almost 2:30 p.m. I've been here since around 8. I just love what I do. I've been working all morning. I've put the final touches on this podcast. 
I just love what I do. Steve had passion for Apple. And, you know, folks, your business, unless you've got millions of dollars sitting in the bank that you don't need, your business puts the bread and butter on your table. And it puts the bread and butter on a lot of other tables as well. You know, and bread and butter is not cheap anymore, folks. It's expensive. And it takes a lot of work to put bread and butter on tables. And passion is everything. Steve was known for saying that. Passion is everything. Love what you do. Number two, his focus was ingrained in his personality. I mean, he was focused. He was so focused, um, as focused as I am, I can't comprehend how focused he was. He had uh, relentlessly filtered out what he considered to be distractions. So he just filtered out distractions. And to Steve, uh, focus wasn't about willpower. It wasn't, he didn't sit around all day going, I, I, I got to get better at filtering. You know, it was, it was what he did. It was the courage to basically abandon a thousand great ideas to meet one big goal, even if it made people mad in the process. And by the way, folks, if you lead people, you're not there to be their friend. You know, you're there to give them um, good advice, manage them, lead them. Um, but if, you know, if, if they do something and it needs correction, you've got to be the one able to correct that. You've got to be tell you got to be telling them they need to fix that or you don't want it done that way anymore or actually tear that apart and redo it. And that's what good leaders do and people respect that. Uh, think about that. I've never I've never had a coach or a teacher that were very disciplined that I didn't appreciate or didn't respect. You know, it's the ones that are trying to be your friends that you don't respect. So you're not there to be friends. You know, you're there to lead a company and take it to new heights. Think about that. So some things I want you to be thinking about are, why are you in business? What should you be focusing on to continue to improve your business? And what is your customer need that they don't even know they want yet? And that's how Steve Jobs thought all the time. Um, he didn't go out there and do a survey, but he figured it out. What does my customer need that they don't even know they want yet. And uh, there's a lot, there's a lot to uh, saying no. You've got to be able to say no sometimes. Um, even Warren Buffett quipped the difference between successful people and really successful people is that really successful people say no to almost everything. And I think sometimes as uh, business owners in a, you know, in a smaller company or, you know, in a trade company, um, we're all about ideas. So we're, we're saying yes, way too, way too much. If you want to be extremely successful, we've got to learn to start saying no more often. And number three, as a business owner, we are constantly faced with situations where a playbook simply cannot exist. And uh, we have to learn to adapt. Apple is famous for not doing traditional customer research, like I said. 
Guy Kawasaki once said, the day you see Apple doing a focus group is the day you better sell your Apple stock. It's easy to come to the conclusion that Steve ignored customers, but that's not true. It is true that Apple does not do customer focus groups. Um, there is no feedback section on the website, but there is a difference between not accepting direct customer feedback and not understanding your customer's needs. Steve was frustrated with user experience and he adapted and changed what needed to be changed. He continued to change things to improve on them and, um, and that's what it takes to be in business. You know, if you're still doing things the way you did them two years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago, you just need to be looking at it. You need to be looking at it and say, does this still work that this way? Does this still work for my customer in 2022? You know, if you're still using paper um, and you're still using paper invoice, does that still work for customers in 2022 who many do not use paper in their career? Okay, so I just want you to think about that. Number four, one of the biggest barriers to pursuing our dreams and passion uh, lies in what others think or say about us. And when you place a priority on other people's opinions, you relinquish power and cap, cap your potential um, and the impact that you could create in the world. And Apple iPhone um, will fail. Here's what someone said. The Apple iPhone will fail. The iPhone's nothing more than a luxury babble um, that will appeal to a few gadget freaks in terms of its impact on the industry. The iPhone is less relevant. Okay, that was back in 2007 by a um, writer for Bloomberg, Matthew Lynn. You think he was a little bit off? You know, Steve read that, he knew that, and he still um, sold 10 million phones in the first 18 months, okay? So he didn't let what other people say distract him. Matter of fact, he didn't really care what other people said. Um, when you're in business and you're moving and you're shaking and you're a maverick and you're making things happen, you know, you really don't care what other people think. Um, especially with what, if what you're doing is working and you're successful at it, you really don't care what other people think. Number five, Steve and uh, Apple leadership surrounded themselves with strong teams. It doesn't make sense to hire a smart uh, person and tell them what to do. We hire smart people and have them tell us what to do. And that came from Steve and he surrounded himself with A players. He had an A team around him. Smart, creative people who wanted to change the world too. Who do you have on your team? Who do you need to have on your team? Um, who do you want to have on your team? A lot of companies just hire someone with experience. And then, and then they think they, um, 
They've really done well because they found someone that had experience in their industry. Um, I look at it a little bit different, folks. Uh, every once in a while, we do find someone who was really good in their in their in what they do, and they just happened to be in a company that wasn't making things happen. They were bored. Um, it was doing the same thing over and over and over. The company was not very innovative and they come our way and they fit in very well here. Now that's very rare. That's probably, you know, um, one out of, I don't know, maybe one out of 20 people we hire actually has some experience. The rest, we hire for attitude, train for skills. We train them our way. We train them the right way. And, um, you know, we make things happen. We make sure they um, they they start out well, and that they also have stickability. You know that they're going to stick. Um, it's not you can't guarantee that. And in today's world, it's totally different than it was 20 years ago. Um, but you look for that, and there are ways to test for that a little bit better, and all those types of things. Make sure they're a good fit for your company, and that you're a good fit for them. Um, next number six is create insanely different experiences. Steve jobs did that. Well, uh, he sought innovation in the customer service experience. Uh, when he first came up with the concept of Apple stores, he said that they would be different. They should be different. Um, we're not just going to be moving boxes. Uh, the store should enrich lives. And if you've ever been in an Apple store, um, especially pre-COVID, um, I don't know, there was just something about pre-COVID that was better, definitely better than COVID, and um, something happened post-COVID in a lot of stores that, in a lot of restaurants that have just changed. Things have changed. Um, so they they wanted to be different. And everything about the experience you have when you walk into an Apple store is intended to enrich your life and create a, an emotional connection between you and the Apple brand. Um, what are you doing to enrich lives um, of your customers? What are you doing to enrich the lives of your customers? What is, the, um, what is different about you than the other umpteen hundred or so companies in your market. I mean, what's, why do you stand out? What makes you different? Why does anyone want to call you? You know, I always say if, if we have 500 or so uh, competitors or other HVAC companies in our market, someone calls us for the first time, first time McAfee user, I just like to, I like to find out why, what made you call us? You know, why, why did you call us? Why'd you pick us out of 500 companies? And for the most part, I love the answers. You know, they hear, they hear good things about us. They liked that we had so many reviews that we had a 4.9 rating and that we're, um, that I served in the military. You know, remember we're in Dayton, Ohio. We've got a huge Wright Pat Air Force base here. Um, so get a lot of good feedback, why people call from us. And then you go one level, one, the next level is, you know, why do people spend 
15, $20,000 with us for a new system. And they just moved here a week ago. They don't know us from Adam. Um, and, and then we dig into that. Why did they, why did they do that? Why did they use us? Um, you know, the first reason is there was, they, they went through all the reviews and they went through, um, why, you know, why did they call us, but why did they, why were we able to close the sale is because they trusted us. They, they liked the, uh, salesperson. We were professional answering the phone and scheduling everything they read about us was positive all those types of things. So, I mean, it's just cool to know. I, I, 32 years, I don't take that for granted. I don't take someone calling us for granted. Every time our phone rings, it's an opportunity. So, uh, what would make a customer call you? It, it, you should sit around at a table sometimes with a, with a group of your company and, and ask that question and figure it out. What makes someone call you out of all the other companies? And number seven, Steve Jobs was just a true leader. Let's face it. Um, one day, he complained to Larry Kenyon, the engineer of Macintosh, um, that it was taking way too long to boot up. And Kenyon explained why reducing the boot time wasn't possible. And Jobs cut him off and said, hey, wait a minute, listen. He said, if, if we could, if it would save a person's life, could you find a way to shave 10 seconds off of it? He then showed him on a whiteboard that if the Mac had 5 million users and it took 10 seconds extra to turn it on every day, that added up to about 300 million or so hours a day, an equivalent of a hundred lifetimes a year. After a few weeks, Kenyon had the machine booting up 28 seconds faster. When you have leadership ability and you have high expectations, you can, you can motivate, you can encourage, you can let people know it just needs to be done. Figure it out. So many times, leaders today are satisfied with what their team, what the answer their team gives. And sometimes you've got to step up and say, if it was life or death, could you make the change? Can you make this happen? When designing the iPhone, Jobs decided he wanted a tough scratch-proof glass instead of plastic. He met with Wendell Weeks, the CEO of Corning, who told him that his company had developed a chemical exchange process back in the 60s that led to what was dubbed as Gorilla Glass. Jobs was sold instantly and ordered a major shipment of Gorilla Glass to be delivered, to be delivered rather, in six months. But Corning was not making the glass and didn't have the capacity. And Steve looked at the CEO of Corning and said, don't be afraid. He said, um, yes, you can do it. Get your mind around it. You can do this. Well, Mr. Weeks recalls that he shook his head in astonishment and then called the managers of the facility, which had 
been making LCD displays and told them to convert immediately to making the Gorilla Glass full-time. And they did it under six months, okay? Sometimes you just need, people need to hear it from you. They need to hear it that it needs to be done or that it can be done. That's what leaders do. There's been many times, there's been many times in, in, in our little business, in my career, where I say, we're going to kick this off. I need it kicked off by this date. Just make it happen. And even though we didn't think it was possible, we made it possible. Steve was beyond passionate about his company, like I said earlier. When running a business, it's crucial that you remain passionate about the work you produce. I'm just not sure of all the companies that I coach, and it's not thousands, um, but it's hundreds, um, but all the hundreds of companies that I've coached, all the hundreds of business owners that I coach, very few are as passionate as they should be about, about their company, about what they produce, about their service department, their installation department, their customer service department, their sales department, their PR department, their leadership department. They're just not as passionate as they could be or basically should be. We need to be passionate about what we, what we produce. And if not, you simply won't be prepared to withstand the low points. And oh yes, all businesses have low points. And if you haven't experienced one yet, just be ready because you will have one. Um, there's no perfect business and there's no perfect business owner as much as we would like to think. But uh, all businesses have low points. Steve never took his eye off his company. He never took his eye off the ball. And uh, even when he was fired, he kept his eye on the ball. And he came back strong, knowing exactly what changes need to be made. Matter of fact, when he came back, he noticed that they were trying so hard to come out with more, more stuff and more phones and more of this and more of that. And he, and he, cut 80% of the product right away. And he said, basically, we're going to focus on four, four things. We're going to produce four things. We're going to have a quadrant of this, a quadrant of this, quadrant of this, quadrant of this. We're going to make them better than anything we've ever made. And that's what they focused on. And they got rid of everything else. He never took his eye off the ball. And uh, basically, Steve helped make Apple a trillion dollar, first company in history to be a trillion dollar company. Apple has revolutionized um, the technology industry. And uh, one thing becomes clear without Steve Jobs and his ability to create a culture of innovation, few of these great achievements would have ever been possible at Apple. Let's face it, um, Apple's a, a great, strong company. That also, by the way, today in today's world, Steve had an opportunity to pass the baton. He wasn't just fired and instantly kicked out. Um, when he passed the baton because of his death, basically, 
he prepared Apple to continue to move forward in the future. So John Maxwell once said, um, when he originally uh, started out as a, a pastor, and he said, um, and he's the the you know known as the guru of leadership today. But when John started out, he would say, if I if I left one church, and the church started then um, going down in numbers and losing people, he goes as a young as a young leader, I thought I was such a great leader that it could only grow with me there. Then as he matured more and learned more, when John left a church, and if the church didn't continue to grow, he looked at it as failure on himself as a leader. And, and from then on out, as he moved to, uh, as God called him to other churches, the church that he left continued to grow. And that was because he was such a strong leader and had prepared them. Steve Jobs did the same thing at Apple. Before he left, he prepared Apple for growth, and they're still growing today, and they're still making great achievements today. That's why it's possible. From his willingness to think outside the box to his deep passion for his company, few business owners can compare to the technology maverick uh, that that was Jobs, and uh, through his efforts and teachings. We can um, all learn an incredible amount about innovation from every man that transformed the entire landscape, from the very man, rather, that uh, transformed the entire landscape of digital technology. That was Steve Jobs. And um, not everybody agreed with how he managed or led, and he made some mistakes along the way. He was so focused and passionate. He had a different kind of personality, but that's what made him great. I wish I could have met the guy. I really do. I wish I could have sat down with him for five or 10 minutes and just got to know him for just five or 10 minutes. But I can in his books, and uh, and that's cool. So let me leave you with this. I want to leave you with uh, thinking about the company. I want to leave you with thinking about your brand. I want to leave you with uh, Steve Jobs built such a brand that it was right up there and still is up there with Coca-Cola, Nike, Disney, and companies like that. That's the kind of brand Steve built out of a garage. If Steve can build that kind of national brand, worldwide brand, I think we can do a better job at branding our company in our market, in our territory, and make it known for something. And that's my question to you is, what are uh, you doing to create a strong brand? And if you need help with your branding, um, please leave me a comment please leave a note. Please reach out to me. Please ask for something um, for the next podcast or two that we can discuss. Um, I do know someone recently reached out and they really want to go over um, what's our trucks look like and our truck stock and what's a truck look like of a, of, of a great company. 
Um, so we are going to dive into that soon. But I want you to think about your brand, and I want you to think about what do what do people say about your company and your brand? And what are you doing to dedicate yourself to it? And still balance your family time well. But how much time are you dedicating to making your company great? Remember, it puts the bread and butter on your table and many other tables as well. What does your team look like? How's your focus? Are you off focus? Are you out of focus lately? Are you saying yes to too many things and not enough of saying no to a few things? How are you differentiating yourself from everyone else in your market? Do you care too much about what others think? Because really, it doesn't matter what they think. It's your company. It's your business. Anytime you're making things happen, people are going to be against you. That's unfortunately human nature. And are you adapting to the changes and the changes coming? Because there's going to be more changes coming, folks. We're at an all-time high inflation right now. I think I saw it yesterday at 9.1, 9.2, unheard of numbers. That can only lead to a recession. And like I said before, I don't know how bad of one, but it can only lead to a recession. A recession's coming soon. Are you prepared for that? You know, is your debt under control? Are you prepared for a recession? So, some great things to think about. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Um, before we wrap up, if you are watching on YouTube, um, don't forget to like and subscribe below. Uh, feel free to leave me some comments. Uh, you can also support this podcast by rating and reviewing on iTunes or your preferred listening platform. Keep listening because I'm just trying to help you be a better leader. I'm just trying to help your company to grow and prosper. And as always, I'm trying to help you sleep better at night. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Greg McAfee Show. No spaces, no underscores. Um, be sure to tune in next week when we discuss uh, more business topics to help you grow your business. And thanks for listening. And as always, carry on and have a great day.